Worthless power-ups are worthless. It's like a Scottish castle fell over into a giant bowl of chili. I have liquor and no morals. Let's date. You are listening to the After the Fact Podcast. Guess who was hiding behind the door this whole time? It was me! There comes a time in a man's life... Classic gaming by geeks just like you. Isn't this whole podcast a circle jerk anyway, regardless of our opinions? Remember kids, random drops take time away from your life that you could be spending having sex. And now, your hosts, Luke Matthews. I started this whole podcast completely emasculated today. Eddie Isaac. (laughs) It's, you know... Capcom. Crapcom. That's what they should call themselves. <laughs> and James Dykes. Everyone whole shops and you're just sitting there with your thumb up your ass. Stop it. Stop it. Stop rubbing your stand. Stop. Stop, stop. adjusting it. Yeah, stop uh, gripping your pole. <laughs> oh, Lovingly caressing it. Yes. That's so that's a little too lovingly. Okay. Welcome everybody to episode seventy three <laughs> of the After the Fact Podcast. Uh, I God am, damn it. This is our this is our redo of the of the Strider episode. We uh, ching, 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 ching. uh we lost the vast majority of the original Strider episode. Um except for we still somewhere have the uh <laughs> do you need to get that? We still, somewhere we still have the original recording from Emerald City Comic Con, but that's only about 20 minutes. Uh, It might end up going up on the site as like bonus content or something. Ooh, uh, DLC. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Only for premium users, though. (laughs) Anybody who's watching this right now live uh, is the one. Uh, um, I'm I'm really beginning to hope that the people who listen to the show uh, understand the sarcasm of those jokes and aren't going. How do I get go? How do I get after the fact premium? Premium. <laughs> Where is premium. It? I'm I'm hoping they start sending me checks. Yeah, so right. uh, it's okay. got yeah, the premium edition comes with uh, add-on video content. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually mm-hmm. get to play as Luke, Dwayne, or Eddie. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. different little things. You get Dwayne. access. Who the fuck is Dwayne? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Oh shit, Dwayne. <laughs> uh, that guy. He's a secret character. That's right. Yeah. James yeah. Luker, Eddie. A secret character. Dwayne, that you can d- never. D- unlock. You would never unlock. He's like a glitch. You see him occasionally. Like comes out. He taunts you. It's like it's like noob. It's like a toasty sidebot or yeah or yeah, Mortal do, Kombat toasty. You do the move. You do yeah. the move that would normally unlock okay. Dwayne, and it goes. Sorry, Sorry. I can't make it. You just I will absolutely be there. Your <laughs> response. Your Dwayne is. It tells you your Dwayne is in another cat. <laughs> oh, he must be in the same one as Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Who? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be talking about Strider, a bunch of different versions. We all kind of played different versions. I played the NES version and the arcade version. Uh, Sega! Eddie played the Sega Genesis version, I'm assuming. Yes, and I played a bit of the NES and the Genesis version. Okay, cool. Um, Stay away from the NES crap. None of us, seeming, seems like none of us played the uh, the Master System version, which is probably a good thing. Um, Shut the fuck up, Chip. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we uh, don't, I mean, this, this recording is only happening a week after our our previous recording for episode 72 so none of us have changed what games we're playing we're all playing the same stuff there's nothing really to talk about there um so yeah it's it's good isn't it it's so good yeah i'm gonna Um, i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to pick that up there's pretty much because honestly i've looked at a lot of the games coming out later or the rest of the year and there's Mm -hmm. really nothing i'm really super excited about i, d- I don't think there's a lot of games uh pushing for later this year so- solely because of the both of the next, next gen. gen consoles are supposed to come out yeah. and right i think there's a lull in game production right now even though assassins was assassin's creed 4 was announced black flag oh, whatever they just they have a they're just reskinning their fucking engine right seriously they've got a pit bull in back shitting those games out <laughs> so yeah and then it's like um there is a talk. Um, there is a talk about uh, in the fighting game community about when they release those next gen systems. What what will the tournaments do? As far as will they stay on PS3 and Xbox or will they move to the new systems? Well, I think now they have to for a while. Well, there's I been mean, well there ha- there has been a, a secret, if you will, or a rumor that they they have this plan to emulate 
a lot of the big fighting games, your Street Fighter, Arcade Edition, sure. your Marvel stuff like that, emulate them for the next-gen systems. In my opinion, that's a very bad idea because we all saw what happened with a lot of the stuff they emulated for PS3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things, uh, the thing that they're they're talking about, I, I know for a fact that they've said that the the PS4 is not backward compatible. Yep. Um, which... But then they turned around and they said, well, previous systems, we're going to come up with a system to emulate them so that people can... And, and it seems like what they're all they're doing is basically trying to make sure that people's digital content is still valid. Yeah. Um, but even then, I don't think they're going to bother. And the reason I don't think they're going to bother is because they want to move forward, right? They want to right. move... They want to be able to do something... Um, they want to concentrate on their new console instead right. of their previous content. And the the beauty to some degree of them not making it backward compatible is that it extends the life of the PS3, yeah. right? Because the PS2 got the PS2 lasted for fucking ever, ever for after the PS3 ever. came out um, forever. And we've talked about this a little bit on the show before, but I think that uh, part of the reason why that happened was because of the where, Wii. Where do you, where like, did the gaming community just suddenly decide that backwards compatibility is something they they desperately needed? Um, I can't stick my NES carts in a Super Nintendo. I can't uh, stick my SNES yeah, carts in, 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 in a N64. I, yeah, I don't. The, the N64 carts just don't go in that little tiny GameCube drive. <laughs> I think it was. Drive. I think it was the. I think it was the PS3 it, or it, the PS2. It was right? the PS2, PS2 and PS1. right? Because that was the first time where it was just it was a given. It was like um, you're going to get a PS2. All your old games are still going to work. Uh, we're not screwing you out of your old game library. Right. That's, yeah. And. I think the reasoning. I think the reason why it became an issue or became more feasible was because the storage media was no longer. Um, it was no longer physically limited, right? It was sure. like you're still playing shit off a disc, right? Right. So, exactly. Um, but you're but right. The whole, was, the whole reason that happened is because Sony wasn't a, a, a content generator for right. the most part. They were. They were almost exclusively a hardware company. Right, right. And they and, didn't have and a the lot only, of studios at the time. And the no, whole way didn't. for them to make money in the video game system is to get people to early adopt. Right. right. Whereas yeah. Nintendo was a content producer and they couldn't give a shit if they, you, you bought an NES yeah. or bought a Super Nintendo the date went out or, or two years from after you finally played all your Nintendo games. Yeah. Right. Well, to be honest, I think that's the only reason why the Wii even played GameCube discs was because Sony had set the precedent for backward compatibility yeah. with the PS1, PS2. And Definitely. then, and then, the the thing about the I think, to be honest, I think the 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 place where it got blown out of proportion was in when the PS3 uh, when they took it out of the PS3. Yeah. I think that's the moment where you didn't really care too much because I don't know a hell of a lot of people that played their PS2 games on their PS3. Some did. I I did a little bit. But Shut up. That's why I bought one. No, no, it's to- <laughs> totally. Fu- Totally fair because I do now. There's things about it that I that I like, and I've talked yeah. about this before when I when I talked about getting a PS3. But um, uh, most people, it was just it was there. It was it was cool and it was nice, yeah. but it wasn't a big deal. And then when Sony said we've got to strip this out because it's just not it's too much money and too much effort for right. us, then people flipped out, right? Because and it's it's a small but vocal part of the video game community that flipped out because they were like, "Oh, this is a well, promised then, feature that you're taking out right. of my console." And then, burger, burger, burger. That, and then there was pretty much the rush for what the twenty and the sixty, mm-hmm. the twenty and the sixty, right? And, and then so there was an eighty gig that right. also had. There was, so there was a big rush for those, and those just skyrocketed in price yeah. on like eBay and Amazon, all other stuff. And I do think that since that happened, people don't care anymore, though. Right. I, I, yeah. I, I think like, the vast majority of the video game community, once that it once it was out of there and it wasn't really like like, like the one company there. that you would expect to have the most skin in the in the backwards compatibility game is Microsoft because mm-hmm. they're not a content pro- they're, yeah. they're not a content provider at all. Mm-hmm. They've every studio they've had they've they've pushed out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and Microsoft Game Studios, <laughs> yeah, because mm-hmm. like, who making Windows Eight tablet games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Making what? But they pushed. They pushed every. They pushed every studio they've had working for them out the door. They pushed yeah. Bungie out. They pushed Big Huge. They pushed. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they they made. They still a, have Rare. They think they still have Rare. They they pushed. But when's the last time you heard Rare do anything worth a shit? They they not killed since MSN they were making Sports, Sports by uh, Nintendo, uh, right. Donkey Kong. Yeah. 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 
I mean, but, they, they were. But the, a, but the 360 isn't backwards compatible with the Xbox, so yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. I think. I, I think. It, I don't think it matters as much any, anymore. Yeah. And the reason why I don't think it matters that much anymore is because when the when Sony announced that the PS4 was not going to be backward compatible, it was a barely a blip in yeah. in the media. Oh yeah. Like yeah. it was like, yep, not going to be backward compatible. Oh well. <laughs> Do you care? And uh, everybody was like, eh, no, not really. And I, even I don't care. And I'm a Sony. I'm pretty Sony hardcore. Yeah. I do like the fact that my my PS3s are backward compatible, and I'm glad that I will be able to keep them around. When they die, I'll be sad um, because mm-hmm. uh, I like that functionality. But um, I don't care enough. Like once I get a new console, I want to play the new games on it. Yeah, right. That's true. It's like and the, well, and the games like I think the, the the games that people that care about backwards backwards compatibility want to play are games from like the eight and sixteen bit era, anyways, and not necessarily. Yeah. Um, the quote-unquote classics from the 32-bit era. There's, there's, there's only one consumer for whom this matters. That consumer is the person who, a, generally has to sell their old console in order to afford the new one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And b, it only matters for them for about the first year they own the new console. Yep. And that the only reason that matters is because when a console launches, typically their launch lineup is garbage. You know, yeah. most of the time it'll have a few gems in amongst a bunch of trash. Yeah, I mean the Wii U proved that. They they had like a few pretty good games and a whole bunch of oh, yeah. rehashed trash. either either trash or games that were rehashed from the previous generation. I can't I can't think of a, a console that's launched with a. a a really solid, a solid lineup. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like actually, even I think like I, even the Super Nintendo launched with Super Mario World, which came with the console, right? And just and stinking nothing. garbage, right? So anyway, I mean, that's the thing is like it's it it's neat to be able to like you buy your new system and you're not fucked for games for a long time. Yeah, you can play, but you know what? I don't give a shit. I don't I, like. I'll go back and play my PS3 if I want to play older that's true. games. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm well. When I had a job, I was not the type of person that would have to <laughs> sell my old system to get a new one. But now, who the fuck knows, right? Uh, maybe I will. Um, but I, yeah. I would say, I think out of all the systems I've ever seen launch, I would say Dreamcast had a pretty solid launch. Yeah, they're launched. They had, yep. because the Power Stone was a great game. Um, I think Soul Calibur also launched with it. Yeah, Soul Calibur, I think. Soul, pretty early Soul Calibur, Power Stone. They had Crazy the new, Taxi. Right, Crazy Taxi. Crazy ta- yeah. Dreamcast actually Dream- might have had the best Dreamcast launch. Dreamcast is such a good fighting system. Oh yeah. Oh my god. It, was... it, oh, I think MVC. I think MVC two. No. 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 Did that, that come was, out later? That was later. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But still, but it, I think Dreamcast definitely had the best launch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen handhelds with decent launch lineups. Yeah. Like, you know, regardless of what people say about the system, uh, you know, and what happened later, the Vita had a really good launch lineup, especially for North America. For for Japan, not so much. Mm. But the games that came out at launch for the Vita were were awesome for our market. But then it was like, here's 30 games. Eight of them are really, really good. The rest of them are trash. Uh, and we're not releasing anything. We're not going to have any. Yeah, you, six months, you're not going to see jack shit. You're going to see yeah. like minis. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and system updates. Have fun. Yeah. Um, like The only place I've really cared about backwards compatibility is is in the handhelds. I've got a DS that has a GBA slot. Sure. Um, because I have so much invested. That's where I have all my my gaming money invested mm-hmm. pretty much is in is in the handheld. Yeah. I yeah. 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 I got an iPhone. I do like <laughs> I do I do like being able to play my DS games on my 3DS mostly because I don't play 3DS games hardly at all. Like most of the games that have come out for the 3DS I haven't enjoyed, so whatever. Uh, but my 3DS XL is a really good DS, mm-hmm. like a really good DS. It's yeah. a better, it's a better DS XL than the DS XL. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. by a lot. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 funny because I bet if you go back and listen to the early episodes of this show, I was probably one of the backward compatibility nuts because mm-hmm. um, I know that I don't want to give up my the consoles that have backward compatibility. Right? I don't like. I like the feature. I don't want to get rid of it. But you don't need the feature. But anymore, I think over the time that we've been doing this show, I think I've my my attitude has changed because when the when they said the PS4 wasn't going to have it, it literally didn't even register with me. I was just like, oh, 
so (laughs) (laughs) i'm like all right the one thing the one thing i will say that i hope that they do that i know they won't fucking do but i but i guarantee you it would sell more it would sell more units is if they made the dualshock 4 i guess it would be called forward compatible with the ps3 if i could sync my dualshock 4 to a ps3 and play play use it for my ps3 because if if it really is as improved as Just they say it systems. is yeah. i would use it for both systems and i would buy more DualShock 4s to replace right. my DualShock 3s. Yeah. Because it looks like it's going to be a fucking awesome controller, right? It looks everything I've seen about it makes it look like it's going to be really good. I know my biggest worry is that all the money I've spent in arcade sticks doesn't go to waste. Yeah. Because it, I mean, you know, especially I think I told you guys in the last show I spent like $169 on mm-hmm. arcade. Like overall, I've spent a lot of money on arcade sticks. And to repair them, and I would hate to have to basically push all those to the side and buy new stuff. Yeah. For I think PS4. it will do. I think but it I would think depend gonna... entirely on how tightly controlled their um, they keep their uh, the proprietary parts of their controller systems. Because, like, I know for um, one of the things that actually pissed me off was when I bought uh, I bought that um, the Mad Cat's arcade stick, mm-hmm. right? And it won't work with backward compatible games. So, like, if I put if I put a PS2 disc, like my MVC2 disc, into my PS3, it will not work. Wow! I have to use my old Hori fight stick to make to make it work. Huh. Um, so, I don't know. It just it kind of depends, like how how much you know. I I'm, I would assume that those companies that make those sticks would be imploring. Sony they probably to be like hey, they, they probably have some type of please let I mean, these yeah. control because if especially if it's a USB controller, right? If yeah. it's if it's not a proprietary thing, which most most Sony things aren't, because they actually don't let people have the code that allows you to uh, sync wirelessly directly to the PS3. Right. They only do that with the DualShocks. Right. Um, yeah. If it's a USB controller or has a USB dongle, I can't imagine them not just having a firmware update to make it work. I, yeah, I can't imagine that either. I can only hope so. Yeah, really. Um, so, I, the, uh, ramble, ramble, you know, meandering topic. Uh, but one of the things that I wanted to bring up before we moved on was uh, uh, right before the show, I showed these guys the uh, the demo for the, the Illuma Il- Room uh, concept. Mm. Uh, and that is actually uh, probably one of the coolest uh, gimmicky concepts I've seen mm. for a console in a long time. Yeah, like it turns your house into a virtual boy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Pretty much. It's amazing. Yeah. Red is the best color. Um, <laughs> for those of you who It's don't... actually really cool. Yeah. Like calling yeah. a virtual boy is pretty much a slap in the face. But... <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know what it is, go out and look at look up the uh, Illuma Room demo video. Um, it's it's just a tech demo, basically. But what it is is it takes a wide field projector, and you set it on. You either set it on like a coffee table, or you mount it above your head, or something, and it projects images around your television um, and onto the walls and other surfaces around your TV to extend whatever's on your TV outward. Um, and your panoramic view. Yeah. Right. So. Um, it takes a you know it takes like a first person shooter and takes the image and basically makes it the size of your wall, um, so you have this you know this in focus part which is your TV screen and then you know kind of a less focused but you know similar thing. Right. Um, and honestly, like when they were showing the demo where it was it was projecting everything onto the walls was less impressive to me than when they were doing like just gunfire and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like that's cool, or, right? Or yeah. or just the the ambient lighting. Yeah, right. Right. Um, like they they showed they showed part of the demo where it's just like you're in a first person shooter, and anytime there's an explosion or there's gunfire or anything that would be whizzing past your head, that goes out you know into the uh, into the room, and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then there was. Uh, they were doing a racing game too, and you were going into a, through a tunnel or, uh, or or through an area where there was intermittent periods of of heavier lighting than yeah, others, yeah. like street lamps, went, like street lamps. And as you drove through those in the game, it would light up the area around the TV, and then it would draw it back down to just the yeah. TV being illuminated again. Light up the whole room, light up the whole like, room, and then back down again. That looked insane. I like I like the part where like you know maybe in a in a game where it's like a find a thon or or like a first person shooter, you got to pick up key items. 
if you pay, if, say if you're moving so fast and you run past it, oh yeah, you yeah. see the light, you're like, oh wait, there was something. Let's go back. Yeah, yeah. The, the the key item is illuminated into yeah. the room. Like yeah, right. I mean, it looks like a really awesome idea. To- Wonderful it, toy, a cool toy. Like. Yes. It depends on how much it costs. Um, they were ta- there. T- there are talks about it being uh, integrated into the Xbox 720. Um, I hope, in some ways, I hope not because I would like to, to be able to get that technology for other systems. Like I would like to get it for my PS4. Sure. Um, but uh, but in any case, it's it it's really fucking cool. Like it's better. It's a better. It's a more interesting toy tech than any of the toy tech that has come out for systems lately, right? Like, oh yeah. Like fuck connect, fuck move, fuck any kind of motion control or voice control <laughs> bullshit. The ice cream like, cone that I've got a hold. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. It's um, so. Uh, anyway, I, I go check out the Illuma Room demo. It looks it looks like it might be cool. Hopefully, it's something that we can we can see in consoles uh, pretty soon. For the last uh, twelve weeks or so, it's um, been a while. It feels it feels like it feels a decade. Is um, that Nintendo game? I mean, it has actually been over seven weeks since yeah. the first time we started yep. playing Strider. Emerald um, City. It was well, you know, it was a couple weeks before Emerald City, and then the, you guys recorded that episode, and then um, you know. And then since then, uh, I've actually gotten a chance to play it, so now I can participate. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of being a bystander. And I have not played it that much since Emerald City, or since before Emerald City, so. Yeah, well, you played it a bunch before then, so. Um, uh, We are are talking about Strider. Strider is a Capcom uh, platform. Oh, shut up. It's a a (laughs) Capcom action platform (laughs) game. Where you play Strider, hear you, and he's got a laser sword, and you you cut up a bunch of robots. It's um, it's on the arcade version and Sega Genesis version. They're going for like Ninja Gaiden in the future. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's essentially what they're going for. Um, the NES game is some sort of Metroidvania type yeah. of thing with the worst controls I've ever seen in a Capcom <laughs> game, bar none. Yeah. Um, so let's we'll start. We'll start with the arcade version because I all think right. all of us actually played the yes. arcade version to some degree. Yes, um, I like the arcade version. Me too. I think it's a it's definitely an arcade game, so it doesn't have a whole lot of depth to it. Nope. But graphics are good. Graphics uh, are, are good to great. They're they're very eye catching. Mm-hmm. Um, very colorful. Very colorful. Uh, Capcom just does a very good job of of drawing people into their games. Mm-hmm. Lots of good special effects. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, I. I don't know. I, I don't really know what to say about the game because it's like the, the arcade game is re- is a f- pretty tight arcade game for its time. It was yeah. nineteen. It was released in nineteen eighty nine, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's very difficult. Yeah. yeah. Oh Jesus! And it's, <laughs> it's in that the, the difficulty. <laughs> it, it's in that series of games in the late eighties that they finally realized that like that was um, the mid to late eighties was when they bumped up the graphics on a lot of arcade games mm-hmm. and they realized they could do larger sprites and have bigger characters. Yeah. And so Strider on screen is actually a fairly large, yeah. you know, yep. fairly large character. Um, controls they, are super tight. No, go ahead. What were you saying? They get, what impressed me, I know, is they get a lot of stuff on screen mm-hmm. at once. Sometimes it becomes troublesome because you're, the game starts off at a very slow pace, and the faster you get moving, the faster you're killing things, the faster the game gets. And so mm-hmm. you'll run into stuff by accident. But I know for that time, a lot of games, especially like those arcade or beat or like even the beat 'em ups, they weren't, they never was more than like a certain amount of enemies on screen. Sure. This game puts a lot yeah, on a screen ton. at once while you're moving, and it, it doesn't get left behind the, like, left behind the character it, mm-hmm. it keeps up with the character keeps up with the pace of the game almost like the faster you move the faster the enemies move so mm-hmm. i mean that's impressive for that you know for that period of arc of games yeah. that's that's an impressive it doesn't impressive have feature. um it doesn't have a, a lot of slowdown uh, no, with no. the arcade version it runs on the i think it runs on the cps2 chip yeah w- um which is the same chip that like um Fuck me! Why am I blanking um, on Street Fighter Two? I think no, no. This is the chip. Um, 
what's the UN squadron? UN That's what squadron, I was trying yeah, yeah. to like. That era of game was all on the CPS two, uh, and the controls are solid, like just really good in the arcade version. Oh yeah, um, they're super tight, super like super responsive. It was one of the um, it was one of the Capcom's first game that had an eight way controller mm-hmm. um, yep. instead of a four way controller. Yep. So there's a lot of movement. The jumping felt really good. Um, yeah. I, the, I mean, um, the, really? That's pretty much. That's a solid thought right there. The one thing, though, the one, yeah, I know, right? That was that was a whole bunch. There's so much going on Deep right there. Thoughts. One of the things, one of the things, one of the things that Capcom does in this game and becomes their staple for a lot of their games. Rubber fisting you and sh- shitty bosses. Like yeah. <laughs> it's they yeah. they do this they do yeah. this consistently throughout their career. Of game making, really shitty giant big bosses and everything. It's like whether it's whether it's freaking a fighting game, whether it's a, a platformer or whatever. They always create these giant shitty bosses that dwarf the main character that take up so much of the take screen that so, there's nowhere to hide. No way to hide. You you really <laughs> you pretty much have to fight. You have no. There's really no strategy. And, and they start right out right at the very beginning. They start with this because your your first boss fight is this uh, sickle wielding. Uh, snake that you can hop, hang from yeah. at times to t- try to and attack the head of it. Mm-hmm. Following, following the the video game rule of always attack the head or attack the tail. Yep. yep. Never much. attack the midsection. Yep. Ever. Um. And like this, the snake well, unless is, it opens up and reveals the jewel. Of course. Yeah. Of right, course. Exactly. Yeah. If it reveals the weak spot, then you attack that. Um, this snake is probably four screens long oh yeah, <laughs> yeah it takes it's yeah it's it almost reminds me of uh what was the game pipe pipe or something the game where you had to keep the water flowing pipe dream. oh pipe, pipe like dream. pipe dream yeah. yeah it's just i uh i mean we we you had started to touch on it and i think i, I derailed you guys but this game is so fucking hard oh. like <laughs> even i i made it to the first boss in the arcade version and that's as far as i got because like before um, the problem is, so I was playing the arcade version on uh, the virtual console version, mm-hmm. which doesn't really give you like a continue option. Really, mm. you get three lives, and, and when that's you're it. done, it's game fucking <laughs> over. Like there is no, you know, I Insert mean, maybe coin there, to continue, you fucked. Yeah, there might be, there might be. I didn't it's, find it, and because I know that most of the v- VC arcade games, you have to hit like plus to insert coins, coins or get something extra like that, credits yeah. and stuff. But like. Fuck me, that game is so hard. Uh, this it's this game is very similar to like Ninja Gaiden and things like that, where you start playing the game, you're like, oh, just go around and kill everything. It's awesome. I yeah, got this it, this giant vorpal blade sword, and I'm gonna just slash the crap out of everything. Yeah. You quickly catch on that the best way to go through the game is to try and avoid everything, everything. in the world, everything. And it, when you have to fight, spam. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely. But you know what though? Like I said, it's a. I noticed that playing that game, there's a lot of things that, like I said, become the staple. Like, you know, if you play Strider and then you play, like, Resident Evil, it has a way of playing the game where you don't have to kill every single zombie. And Strider is in that effect that you don't have to... One of the problems, I think, that gets people bogged down in that game and actually increases the difficulty level on yourself is that you try to kill everything on screen. Instead of just trying to run and avoid Yeah, things. you just need to get to the next screen because if you continue to kill everything on one screen, it's, it's gonna just going to fucking respawn, respawn. Right. <laughs> over and over and over right. and over again. I mean, what and are you going for? Points? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's and, and there aren't any Mega Man, oh, I'm farming the crap out of all my weapons again. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yeah, there's, there's it's just They're just farming more points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I didn't get very far, and I played quite a bit of this, and I just got, yeah, I, because I constantly just got nailed by this game. Um, I like it, which is mm-hmm. which is odd for me because I don't usually like really hard games you except for Mega Man. So. Oh, that's true. I, I do hate all games. Triple uh, <laughs> X, know- Gray Matter, Triple X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why are you so hard on every game legendary. ever? I know, I know. If, if, if only I liked something every yeah, once like, in a while. This game like is, is just a reminder that I'm not good at video games anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's beautiful. The background music is awesome. I don't ever want to hear the slashing noise when you slash your sword ever again. So so here's the thing. The slashing noise on the arcade version wasn't terrible. It wasn't. The slashing version, the 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 slashing noise on the Genesis Genesis port port when I was, oh, oh, God. 
It is horrible. And as a segue, the Genesis yes. version, which is just a port of the arcade game with worse graphics and worse sound. Worse yeah. sound. Well, it's an it's a Genesis game. Of course, it has worse sound. Yes. Oh my god, it does. It sounds like he's. It sounds like he's a banjo wielding ninja. <laughs> Inside the Foley studio with Luke Matthews. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I didn't play the Genesis version, so you guys can talk about that, but I did listen to that speedrun you were watching. Oh, oh yeah. my God. It's, it's oh annoying. God. It's really annoying. Here's my here's my biggest problem with the Genesis version was... Well, I mean, it's obvious that the sound is crap. Yeah. We're just not... We're, we can just move past that. Yeah. The controls aren't as tight because you've got a four-way Be- pad instead of an eight-way yes, controller. that's true. Um, and the Genesis buttons are just mush. Yeah, it makes it makes jumping... It makes maneuvering a lot harder. Um, it makes all your movement, all your response times kind of drop a, a bit. And for that game, as difficult as it is, you can't really afford that. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. No so, so it takes you know it takes away from it. I will tell you one thing I noticed is I do lo- I love the backgrounds, but there's only like really one board that particularly stands out that is different from all the other boards, and it's the the jungle or prehistoric dinosaur board. It's like board number four. Um, I never made it that no, far. Yeah, I got, no. I, well, I get I got to board number three, and that's where it blacks out. That's what, like there's certain things in the game that really stand out. On board number three, you're moving around, and the board blacks out, and all you can see is like Strider's shadow, and that was a really good effect. It just kind of you know it go out a little bit more effect to the game. You're you're trying to jump around. You can kind of see the outlines of things. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I, I thought that there was, was a, that was really cool. There was a level in Ninja Gaiden three that did that too, where it would. You'd be walking around, all of a sudden the lights would go out. You couldn't see the platforms. Mm. They would come back in. Yeah, they've. I mean, it's something that's been done in a lot of games. You yeah, know, where you've got maybe the lantern or the flashlight or whatever, or maybe mm-hmm. everything you know zooms out and it's just the light around your. Character. Seems like it'd be like just an extra frustration while you're trying to perfectly time every jump and, yeah. and dodge all these enemies and kill what you have to. Yes, yeah. I know one thing. There's a lot of times, especially on the Genesis version, where you're taking huge leaps of faith. Oh yeah, pretty, pretty much. Well, the yeah, arcade, because the arcade version is that same way. Because you you get to it a isn't point quite <laughs> as bad because the, the screen dimensions are a little bit different. Because right. It, yeah. The, the Genesis version is built to be displayed on a home right. TV from that era, mm-hmm. whereas the arcade version you get these giant the this giant monitor that's right in your face. Yeah. yeah. The arcade version has one where um, is it in the second level? I think is as far as I got where you get to a point and you just can't go anywhere else. So you're like. I guess I jump into jump. the pit, well, yep. and then you fall forever, and then you land without getting hurt. And yeah. it's like, dude, oh, he's okay. a 24th century cyber ninja. Or whatever. Well, what's one, well, one of the crazy things is that, in, in touching on that, you've got a lot of games that I've noticed where you fall like an inch, and it's just like, gush, gush, your life bar goes all the <laughs> way down. It's just yeah. like, holy shit. Like, all I did was trip off the of stairs. Yeah. And then like Strider, well, you know. I pretty much just fall forever. I got this thing. I got the force. You know, it's like, yeah, and he doesn't get hurt. And it's really weird because I think there was like, there's a couple other The only game where I've seen that has like a happy medium is the Castlevania series where if you fall from a certain distance, you're okay. But if you fall further, you stop for a second and you just can't move Mm -hmm. Mm because you're you're just recovering from the shock of the fall. Yeah. 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 I, uh, how did the Genesis for like, okay, so you said the worst graphics. Yeah, it's slightly worse. I mean, it's just... It the palette's not as big as the the arcade. No. Um, uh, things just so it kind of looks like Golden. It's, it's Golden Axe. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's better. The graphics are better than Golden Axe overall because the graphics of the source material are better than Golden right. Axe's graphics. Um, but the like the 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 sprites aren't quite as sharp, and and the colors aren't quite as vibrant. Um, the background track is good. Uh, the sword sounds are just the worst. The, the worst in the world. Um, yeah. Ting 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 ting. Overall, it's a pretty good port, except that the it's limited by the controller, which yeah. is it's the story of every port back then. Yeah. yeah, like everything was fucking terrible when it was mm-hmm. limited by the controller. I think one of the things I noticed, I noticed that there is a small glitch. So. You've got you've got this sword for people who have never played this game. You have got this sword that gives you actually a pretty good hitbox uh, in front in front of you, um, better than most games at that time. Where you had to be, especially like Golden Axe, where it's like 
where's my hitbox, where's my hitbox. But pretty much with that sword, he'll destroy anything in front of him. But being that it makes that lunar moon motion, there is there's a space between him and his sword yeah. that it's not hitting. And somehow enemies bypass the blade and make it in between you and that sword and you just don't hit them at yeah. all. Which really doesn't make sense because if he's drawing the sword and swiping oh, everything in front of him, you should hit everything. But that's one of the glitches I noticed. There's that space, and it's just like this dead area, and sometimes enemies make it into that, and then you get hit. And you yeah. really don't kind of understand how you got hit when you were ching-ching all over the place. <laughs> that happens in the arcade version every once in a while. That definitely happens in the NES version. Yeah, so that was one of the things that I noticed. I don't – I mean – I guess people really weren't calling them hit boxes at that time, but yeah. I mean, it, it, that that that's one of the things I noticed that I didn't. Yeah, like. it, it happened, but it wasn't a game breaker. It, it right? wasn't. It, was it definitely, just wasn't, kinda, definitely like, wasn't a game breaker, but it definitely was one of those at the most inopportune time type yeah. things. Yeah. Um, since so apparently too, uh, so they came out with the Genesis version in 1990. They came out with the Master System version. In 1992, which... That's very odd. Like, I mean... I guess there must have been a lot of Game Gear players. People were still playing that Master System. I didn't even know the Master System was still having games made for it after 1988, right? I mean, but I guess that came out later. None of us got to play it, and I think I'm fine with that because I haven't yet played a Master System game that's actually worth a shit. No. Not one. Not even the ones that are supposedly the best, like the Alex Kidd stuff. Like, never even... I've I played them, and they're just awful. Yeah, and the fucking controller is so oh, bad for the Master System. It's the worst ever. Um, well, so it's the worst ever, but it's pretty bad. We will move... We will move on to the uh, the NES version of this game, so we can if you, if we can definitely get into the Luke hates everything uh, mode of of the show this time because I'm pretty much glad I didn't play this. Oh. This game is so Luke's bad. Post, Luke's post on Facebook said that he wanted to be more oh. flexible so he could actually kick himself in the face <laughs> while playing this game. So if that's any inclination so about what he's about to say about this game, you pretty much got the gist. This so is I'm glad this I didn't is play easily this. the worst Capcom game I've ever played. <laughs> Well, that's saying a lot because they've got a Crapcom's got a lot of a lot lineup of, of a lot of crappy stuff. I'm trying to think of games from that era, like like, it's like bad. even the shitty games they've made in the last five years are playable. It, yeah, true. This game is not uh, even playable. No, it's I I am shocked. I'm shocked by how bad this game mm. is. Um, I tried to tell you last time we recorded this show that the NES <laughs> version was just just dog yeah, shit. It's so I'm it's so bad. So it's. The first of all, they eschewed the simplicity of the arcade version for, as you just said earlier, a, a Metroidvania esque style of game. Did where, this come out before or after the arcade? Uh, after. After? Uh, yeah, it came out the same year as the Genesis arcade port came out. It came out in 1990. So they had this awesome game that they had in the arcades that that made a bunch of quarters, sold a bunch and of units. They shot all over it. Yeah, and <laughs> and then for for. The Genesis, because there was no Super Nintendo yet, and they get a port of the arcade game, what the players actually wanted and on the NES, you get Crap. this giant pile. Well, and what's of- funny is that the, the Master System version is an arcade port as well. I mean, it might be a... I haven't seen the graphics. I should have looked it up, but I mean, I can't imagine the graphics are any good. Right. But it's a port of the same game. Yeah. Whereas the NES version... Um, it's it's a combination, I would say, of Metro, of like... The kind of Metroid Castlevania aesthetic and a little bit of the uh, Metal Gear aesthetic, where you've got, mm. um, you know, you've got this or Bionic Commando, maybe. Bi- no, that's what I was trying to think of, not Metal Gear. Bionic Commando, where you've got like a command center that you return to, and you can okay. transport to different p- places right. on the Earth and different levels. And um, there's the the first the sad th- thing is this game starts out super awesome too, because you're you're in the command area and you go through your little bit of exposition. And you decide, I want to go to Kyrgyzstan. And then you drop out of the sky to this giant fucking cyber dragon. Right? You're like, <laughs> shit, I'm ready to play. Yeah. Oh, this game is bad. So, um, so. Real quick, is his is his name Strider Hero in the NES yes. version yeah. too? Uh-huh. Okay. His name, okay, so his name is Hiryu, but Strider is a thing. Strider like, is a job. A, he is a Strider. So okay. when they when they refer to the Striders in the game, they say Strider X oh, or so Strider, like Strider Hiryu, units. Like, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so, but anyway, on the cover of the game, he's like a white dude. So 
Yeah, whatever. His name's... Everybody's a white dude here. on the cover of Games in America. That's, so that's true. So it doesn't matter. That's true. It doesn't matter who he is. I bet you... I bet you... Uh, Mega Man is a white male. Yes. Mega Man <laughs> is a white male. a very white male with yes. a really <laughs> weird little ray gun. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a very white male. So, um, my the fir- first and foremost, the thing that, that caught me about this game is how strikingly terrible the controls are. I, yeah, I, like unplayably bad, yes. which is which is which is usually not the case with Capcom games, right. right? Because Capcom has made some shitty games, but the controls are always really spot on. Yeah, right. It's like, like these games I can walk yeah. through a mall and punch zombies until I get bored with it, which takes like eight minutes. But man, the controls while you're beating the shit out of those zombies is stellar, dead, dead on, stellar. <laughs> uh, this game, like everything about it's bad your your hitbox for your weapon is bad your jump is bad your um, your double did you ever pull off a double jump uh no uh, well, the wall jumps. Did you ever pull off? Because <laughs> I jump? sure fucking didn't. No, I sp- <laughs> like there are times when you have to, and you just sit there and you jump and you hit the wall over. You back, 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 back. You jump and you hit the wall, and, and you, you can stop for a second. Like you can, like I'm like ready to put another command, and like fuck you, drop again, and just fall to the ground. <laughs> um, the worst, the abs. I mean, so um, God, everything I say about this game is going to be the worst thing. Um, so. There's a part at the beginning of the game which, which, once you realize your controls are bad, they give you just enough time to realize that you can't actually like jump t- to anywhere with any accuracy, oh. hmm. and then they put you in a level where you have um, two block wide platforms separated by two blocks of <laughs> spikes. <laughs> You have to not only do perfect jumps, but also attack flying enemies at the same yeah, time. Yeah, great. Nice. Um, nice. Im fucking possible. Nice. Impossible. Yeah. Uh, cannot be done. Nope. And um, and then once you get past that segment, you walk through a little bit, and then there's then there's a, a like a, a set of platforms going up where you have to jump up and go to the top side, and you there's an angled ramp across from which is a platform. And you have to walk halfway up the ramp and then jump across to the platform, and it cannot be done. It's you first of all walking up ramps in this game. It's like um, it's it's here he the, was handy capable. It is the biggest stress on their graphics <laughs> engine in the world is walking up a ramp. Um, so you you get halfway up the ramp, your feet sink into the ramp. When you try to jump, half the time you just don't jump. Right. The other half the time you do a half jump and fall back down to the bottom. It is amazing that a game got released like this. <laughs> it, the controls are so wait. Are you wait? Are you really amazed that this game? I'm got amazed released? that Capcom can release this. This no, I'm not. I'm not. But I'm not. But I'm not because you know what? They released a ton of crap, and what they do is they try to forget they ever made it. So you know, the, it is, I'm not is, actually surprised. Capcom is. I, I get the like, arguments I'm for Capcom. Capcom. They're pulling no, up the list like, of games right now uh, that Capcom produced in the NES era. I, I, get I the, can pull up a list of games, too. They are 50-50, pretty much. They'll I, put out no, no, some no, good no. stuff. You're right. Don't get me wrong. But this is what, I was, this is what I'm saying. There are, games, there are games that Capcom has put out that are trash. There's, there's plenty. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are a very lot. few that are, that are Bethesda wretched. buggy. <laughs> like, I mean... Wretched? Just... Terrible bugs, control issues. Like I'm used to Capcom games where it's just, as Micatron put it, a rubber fist with a credit card slot. <laughs> I I get that. I you buy it and you're just like, what? Uh, okay, uh, fine. I just well, bend right, over. Fine, okay, <laughs> um, and you just get your ass handed to you all the time, or you get your, or you realize halfway through that they've somehow tricked you into thinking the game could be good. And then you realize that you're just doing the same shit over and over and over again. Yeah. Here's a game where, on the NES, I have to say, the one positive I will say, when it's not glitching, it looks good. Yeah. The sprites are good. The game is colorful. There's a lot of variety in enemies, which is something that's actually really surprising because there's there's seemingly even more variety in enemies on this game than there are in like Mega Man. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of enemies, different kinds of enemies. They're all just there's a sweet mm, space dragon yeah sweet space dragon like all kinds of 
I mean, everything is basically uh, a, a you know a, a rubber but, fist in disguise, but yeah. it's um, <laughs> but there's uh, a lot of them. Yeah, there's there's a, the, the, there there are like three or four different worlds. Like the like mm-hmm. there aren't there aren't ten levels in this game, but there are uh, worlds that you go back and forth between, like like you would in a Metroid or whatever. And the yeah. environments are are very different from one another, and the enemy content is somewhat different. Yeah, it isn't totally different, but yeah, no, there's some repetition, like there always um, is. But why are there bombs falling inside the? I, we don't know this. <laughs> I don't, yeah, there's just bombs. <laughs> You're just walking around. There's bombs falling on you. It's why in, indoors? Yeah, they're transparent. Why they have phase ability? Do I walk <laughs> into an area and almost walk out of the area because I think there's nothing there, but if I wait for just a second, a disc falls out of the sky. What? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, great. And great. then I pick up the disc and analyze it, and it's some other Strider telling me, "I left my attack boots in China. Can you go get them, please?" Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, um, there's Yo, Striders have a problem with accountability of high tech equipment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the um, the problem, especially in the first couple of levels, too, is that there are ways that you can and need to go that you would never be able to tell that you can walk that way. Mm. Like, graphics that look like there's a fucking wall there, and nope, you just walk past it. That's part it's, of the background. It's but the echo problem again. You've got this giant wall of spikes, and you have to figure out how to fuck... You have to, to needle-nose your way through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, the, There was some of that in the arcade version. There's a part where you're running, and you stop, and there's a wall... And you really don't know that you can destroy the wall unless you just keep mashing because yeah. there's no no indication, there's no button, there's no anything. Yeah, but this isn't destroying a wall. This is the wall is not there. It's a background element, but, but it, it looks, looks like a fucking wall. <laughs> um, and, That's always helpful. Yeah, it's super helpful. Um, the what, where was I going to go? Oh, the disc falling from the sky. Oh, hit detection when you're going through a door doesn't exist. Yep. No, not there. You like have to like a door will open. You'll walk behind the platform or behind like a pillar. As when you're behind that pillar, you can get hit. You can't hit anything, right? Oh, at all, wow, ever. Oh, so bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, while while you're opening a door, if there's enemies waiting on the next screen. They can still hit you while the screen's scrolling. Wow, that mm-hmm. sucks a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the music in this game, surprisingly for Capcom, is not very memorable. Fucking terrible. Yeah, it's it's not good. I can't. I'm trying desperately. I mean, aside from the graphical thing, I'm trying to think of anything good to say about this game, but I'm sitting here looking at my notes <laughs> and there's there's nothing positive in my notes. There's it's just um like there's a there I got to the third level, which is Egypt. Um and there's a lot of walking up quote unquote ramps, angled things. Pyramids, yeah. Pyramids, oh. except <laughs> Pyramid as you're walking up, the graphics jitter. Uh-huh. Mm. Uncontrollably black. Uncontrollably black. Because yeah. it isn't actually a, it isn't <laughs> actually a ramp. It's it's, 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 it's yeah. the game treats it as a little as, as no. The game treats it as like like pixel tight stairs. Yeah, mm. exactly. So you instead of the also, screen also, simply if you can't do a double jump. You can't get past that level. Oh, yep, exactly. Because there's several tubes where you have to wall jump all the way up yep. the tube. Yeah. Not a, which, not okay. which you can't ever do with the controls <laughs> this game, ever. Um, but yeah, I, it was so bad because, I, I mean, I was playing it on a very large television. And you get, you're walking up this ramp, right? And instead of just following the character smoothly up the ramp, it like your character moves a little bit and then the screen snaps to where your character is mm. and then holds and snaps and holds and snaps and oh my god it like it's it hurt my eyes to look at it here's it reminds me of the 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 thing i hate the most about super mario world is when that you have a level that has um area above the screen uh-huh yeah and if you're not if you're not running fast enough for the game to think you're flying yeah. it'll just you can jump above the top of the screen and not see yourself until you start moving up there. Yeah. 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 And then it immediately just shoots up to... <laughs> and it's like, oh, wait, where yeah. the fuck did he go? Yeah, true, it does do that. I, the last thing that I'm going to comment on about this game, because they... So the term Metroidvania came up, be, came about because the original Metroid was a very linear game. It was... Um, 
you know, or the original Castlevania. Castlevania was a, very it was an arcade game. It was an arcade game. Yeah. It was like point A to point B. Then Metroid came out, and Metroid, um, few or not Fusion. What was the NES or SNES one? Super Metroid. Super Metroid. Thank you. And there was a lot of like collect thing A to go open door in area B right. type stuff, which in some ways involved quite a bit of backtracking. Um, yeah. But yeah. usually, you would go into an area, you would collect a thing, and then there was there was usually like another way out of that area, or the area that you had to go into was fairly small. This game, so they started, they did that with Castle or with the Castlevania games after a while too. So which yeah. is why they like um, like half Castlevania Symphony of the Night was was called a Metroidvania game because it was Castlevania mechanics with a Metroid style like collection and mm-hmm. backtracking system. They try to do that with this game, and it is the most infuriating backtracking in the history of video games. Oh, yeah. The worst. Because the areas are all gigantic. The only way to get out of an area is get back to the start of the area. Yep. You can't find another way to go back to your ship. You have to go all... Like, oh. you literally have to linearly go from the beginning of the level to the end of the level, collect something at the end of the level, and, go and the then go all, all the way, way back, back to the beginning. And then, and then you, you go to jump. fucking Kazakhstan and you get some fucking pair of aqua boots or whatever. You go back into that level. You go all the way to what was the end before. And now you can continue. And continue further <laughs> into this giant level and then have to backtrack track, your yeah. fucking oh. way out. Oh my god. <laughs> and as bad as it is with the controls in this game and as bad as the as the jumping and the fucking double jumping you have to do it twice on every level. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't paint the walls with the uh, I've, <laughs> I like I said I made it to the I made it to the Egypt level which is level 3 uh and I just gave up. I'm just like I'm I I've gotten halfway through this level I had to. I literally spent a full half an hour just trying to double jump up a, up a single like fucking yeah. tube. Wow. Um, the graphics were so jittery and so bad that they were hurting my eyes. And I'm like, I, I'm done. I can't. Just. Yeah. Can't, I don't even give a shit about getting farther in this game to talk about it on the show. I have to be done with it. And you got so. further in the game than I did because I gave up on it a lot sooner than that. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I made the mistake of going into Egypt before I went to China. Got to the point where I had to double jump. And I'm like. I cannot so, actually perform this function so of the game there... because it's not possible for someone to actually perform this function of the game um, unless there's something in the in the instruction manual that I'm missing because I don't have the instruction manual. No. No. So and is there supposed to be a method to this as far as like what board you tackle? You know, you I'm like, sure if there you go here is. first, and you you know because so, I, somewhere in the shitty translation that was brought stateside for this game, I'm sure there is. Yeah, I mean you you get. If you know how to collect them, you get these discs that have information on them. You take them back to your base, you analyze them, and then those give you clues as to where to go next. Like, the dude left his attack boots in China, so you go to China to get his attack boots. And then the other one is, there's somebody that you have to rescue at the end of X level, so you go to that level, right? And um, they're there, but the translation is so horrible on this game and the dialogue is so fucking bad um, that you just, you don't really, really know where you're supposed to go first and that's the biggest problem, right? Mm. You're kind of left to be like, I guess I'll just Roll go. Roll the dice and pick yeah, one. Yeah, let's go yeah. somewhere. Um, yeah. So yeah, I... I cannot recommend this game ever. Just, I will just play the arcade game. Well, the arcade, the arcade yeah. game, the arcade game. Play that. How much was it on the PC? Nine hundred points. Probably, so nine dollars. Probably not a nine dollar purchase. It's, it's not a nine dollar uh, purchase. It's 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 a fun arcade game, but it's a late eighties arcade yeah. game. You you know what you're getting. Yeah, the, you're getting a very hard game. The yeah, Genesis port for all its for all its you know lackluster of the arcade game i mean i still found it like fun uh, you know it was like sure. hard but i still found it fun it, because it was, it was based on a right good game. and there was there was some nostalgia there for me because it was like one of the it was one of the first genesis games i owned i mean next mm-hmm. to like sonic yeah but like you know it was one of the first genesis games i owned i liked the game then for that time so i'd say those two i didn't play the nhs version but after all the you did it right you did I'm, yeah you did i'm glad crunch. i did it because it <laughs> probably would have ruined me you chose 
Why is Capcom wishes no one had played the well. NES game at this point. No, they um, put it out. They wanted somebody to play it. So, so our advice, I guess, is avoid the NES version. And actually, the, probably the best place for you to get this, if you have a PS2 or a console compatible with a PS2, is get Capcom Classics Collection Volume yep. 2 yep. because it's on there. Okay. And there's other decent Capcom yep. games on there, including, uh, I think it's Street Fighter 2 Tournament or something. One of... Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition? I don't know. Champion there's, Edition is one of the, is the like the best edition. Yeah, there's a Street Fighter 2 variant okay. on that disc too, like cuz all the Capcom ca- Classics collection have one there's of the Street, Street Fighter, Fighter fucking games. Um but yeah, like uh get it on the Classics collection. Take a look cuz the arcade version is fun and if if you like those style of game then you're going to probably like this game. shift things around a little bit again uh, mostly because uh, Eddie is leaving the country for a little while again uh, for for work so no it's a boondoggle don't 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 call it it's a a fucking boondoggle Um, he's gonna be gone for the entirety of the summer basically June July and August missing the best months of the Pacific Northwest that's true (laughs) you definitely are however Um, I'm gonna be in a quite warm spot so nice an island so Uh, which also means unfortunately that the next episode of the trade secret or of after the fact is is going to be your last after the fact episode yes, because actually it will be. Uh, the show will likely if if we stay on schedule now that's the key we may there's, not. A there's a possibility that I might come back might come we back. might just go right into episode seventy five you, sh- you um, should just <laughs> <laughs> it's like Eddie Gray you're here hey Mega Man three next week oh, really okay <laughs> okay uh, All right. you should you should take Ocarina time with you somehow yeah. So yes, there is a there's. Um, it's likely that the next episode is going to be your last of this show. You'll yes. be back on trade, trade secrets, secrets when you come yes, back. But um, uh, so in in light of that, we're shifting the schedule around to uh, so that the next episode, which is episode seventy four, is going to be uh, our Street Fighter sure, two okay. episode. Uh, because that was Eddie's suggestion. He's our fighting game guy, and we wanted to be be able to make sure and get the game that he wanted to play in before he left. So. Episode 74 is going to be Street Fighter 2. We're going to try and play as many versions as we can. Um, I have probably three versions here. I have all I have all three versions that are released for SNES. Okay. So. Um, does anybody have the Genesis one? No? No. No. Yeah. Um, the SNES versions are better. It's okay. I think I actually have... Uh, I need to check with some of my friends because I think one of my friends actually has uh, the Champion Edition arcade cabinet. Um, Ooh, so nice. we might be able to play nice. on that if possible. Nice. Um, Will we be representing the Turbo Graphics version anywhere? No, no, no. I do have Fighters History Dynamite, so we can play that just for the comparison <laughs> for what they get. For it's called Karnov's Revenge, actually. <laughs> but basically, that that's the game that got uh, got SNK sued by Capcom uh, for copying Street Fighter. So, um, so yeah. Well, episode seventy four is going to be Street Fighter two. Episode seventy five is going to be Mega Man three, and then the, the schedule will go on out from there. Battletoads, Metroid, Earthbound, Castlevania. Ocarina of Time. Um, so uh, next episode, we will uh, we will bid a fond adieu to uh, to Eddie here yes, with uh, with flash with kicks and fireballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. And, and, and me cursing dick. probably at how much I hate these games. But. <laughs> Sonic Boom. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, <laughs> so bad at fighting games. <laughs> so am I, to be honest. I'm very, very mediocre at, at fighting games. So anyway, uh, check out the Trade Secrets podcast, which will also have Edmund Isaac on it, along with uh, Ann Bean, Andy Padel, myself, and Joel Simon. Talk about comic books. If you like comic books, you'll like that show. Uh, you can... I don't know why I'm continuing to say rate us on iTunes, but you know what? Let's go out with a bang. So fucking rate us on iTunes. Let's just put a whole bunch of ratings up there. Get different computers, different IP addresses, different accounts. Just, yeah, so just spam them with awesome vote early, ratings. Vote often. You know, talk to talk to everybody who didn't listen to the show and be like, you guys missed the fuck out for not listening to the show, up. so screw up and messed up. When, when I um, make a joke about a rubber fist, yeah. if you don't understand it, I don't, I can't help you unless yep. you listen to the show. You're out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> Just outside the loop. I really wanted to, uh, I think uh, one of the things that we had an idea for a long time ago was to make t-shirts for the show with, a, with various different things on them. One of them was going to be a t-shirt that on the front it said, who likes ice levels? And on the back it said, nobody likes ice 
voice levels. <laughs> um, and then another one was going to be, if you guys remember the uh, the um, Game Pro fist scale, yeah. we yeah. were gonna we were gonna <laughs> oh, do like nice. floppy rubber fist scale. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. I think, you and know, then it was it was gonna it was gonna have a four four out of five rubber fists <laughs> and then the uh, the lube modifier that Micatron <laughs> talked about yeah a, a cattle truck full of sheep would have been there cool. you go there you go from the lost from lost the lost, e- lost episodes right um, the lost levels yeah so there there were some things that might still happen so you know some of the people who uh, listen to the show might see somebody walking around in a four out of five rubber fists t-shirt someday and be like oh, oh, oh man it's awesome uh so follow us all on Twitter. You can follow the main show feed for at least until the show ends at After the Fact Pod. You can follow me at Geek Elite, James at James FNX, Eddie at Sambo Black with no C in black. And uh, there are other people to follow, but none of them are on the show right now. So uh, I'm not going to talk about them. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash after the fact podcast. Um, you can also, we have a Geekerific Facebook page that doesn't get used nearly as much, but will get used more uh, in coming months. Uh, you can friend us on XBLA or PSN or Steam, whichever. Um, I think most of us are on PSN now. So, uh, yeah. You can friend us all on PSN. Um, and if you want to be a part of the final few episodes of the show, email us at afterthefact at geekerific.com or hit us up on Twitter or hit us up on Facebook. And if you have a question that uh, you want read on the show, uh, we will of- we will read it next episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did not prepare. you got to remind me of this shit before I'm doing the outro to the show. Yeah, fuck you, buddy. Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, Little help, little help. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, My bad, your mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this has been episode seventy-four of seventy-four, seventy-three, seventy-three, 73, 73 of the After the of Fact the podcast. Highly professional After the yes. Fact broadcast. Uh, there syndicated. Are seven episodes of the show remaining after this one before the show ends. Thank you, James, for coming out. Thank you. Thank you, Eddie, for coming up here. You, you. I am Luke, and we are out. Yeah.